Hey everybody, I'm Mike DeSapley. Welcome back to the Ask the Advisor show brought to you by Heritage Financial Advisory Group. Today we're going to talk about how to improve your relationship with money. Have you ever wondered how you can improve your relationship with money, what that might look like, and how to go through that process? Well, many people in our work we find have a complicated relationship with money, and much of that relationship is rooted in the experiences they had growing up as a child and into adulthood. You know, people develop and go through many positive and negative experiences with money as they get older. Uh, they observe the elders around them, their parents, their relatives, how they manage their money. And we start to develop these preconceived notions or these feelings and behaviors around and towards money. And without realizing it, uh, believe it or not, it actually can shape our behavior as adults with money because it tends to develop these certain frame of minds and biases towards different areas of finance. So what we want to look at today is how we can improve our relationship with money. And if you take time to answer these five questions, you'll do a better job of living the best life possible with the money that you have. So the first thing you need to think about is what is your first money memory? You know, your earliest experience of money probably happened in your home growing up. You saw how your parents earned a living. You saw how they managed their money, paid bills, spent their money, et cetera, et cetera. And you probably compared the way that your behavior and your family's behavior around money compared to or contrasted with other people that you were friends with growing up. And the reason it's important to identify your first memories around money is because some of these early memories are critical uh, to reassessing your relationship with money. Are you following positive examples that you learned as a child growing up, or perhaps you grew up in a household uh, where there was a lot of poor monetary behaviors, uh, and, and that's something that you've carried with you for quite some time. And you know what, what happens is without even realizing it, we tend to bring these biases around money into our own personal financial lives. And if they're not positive biases, they tend to have a lasting negative impact. Uh, so you know, without realizing it, you could have developed poor money habits that are still hurting you today. So the first thing you need to do is think about what your first memory around money is and try to frame that to see where you develop, have you developed positive experiences around money or negative. And then you can step forward and try to rectify whatever those issues may be. The second thing you need to think about is do you feel like money is something that serves you or are you serving your money? Meaning, are you just running on a hamster wheel 40 hours a week just to make enough money to fund your life? Or do you see money as a tool that you can use to create and build a life that you love? And there's a very important distinction there. Of course, we all work hard for money. Money is important. Money makes the world go round. There's not much that you can do in this world without money because everything has a price tag. But it's important that you have a positive relationship with your money and you realize that money is a tool and you are not the servant of your money, okay? It's hard to enjoy the money and the fruits of your labor if you spend all your time working and you have no time for leisure and activities that you enjoy and putting purpose together with that money. So take a look at your relationship with money. Is money serving you or are you simply just serving your money? Uh, the third thing to consider is what would you do if you had more money? 
You, know, you probably read studies about how lottery winners report that they're no happier after winning the lottery than they did so before. And this is just a dramatic example that proves some pretty conventional wisdom is that money doesn't buy happiness. If the idea of having more money just gets you thinking about all the things that you would buy, it's important to remember just how quickly the smell of a new car fades away. And that's why it's about more than just having items, buying vanity things. It's about putting purpose together with your money to build an everlasting life and to accomplish things with your money that are important to you and your family. Now, having more money might not solve some of the issues that you're currently experiencing, but asking what you would do if you have more money might lead you to new decisions and new discussions that might help you uncover some of the truths about money and what may be holding you back or how you can improve those things. Fourth thing I want you to think about is what would you do if you had more time? Forget about money for a second. What would you do if you had more time? Imagine you don't have to work. You can spend every single day doing exactly whatever it is that you want. What does your ideal week look like? What things are you doing? What hobbies are you perfecting? Where are you traveling? And who are you traveling with? Uh, these things often get pushed to the side uh, when we're busy working and trying to earn a living. But if your money isn't providing you with opportunities to spend time doing the things that you love with the people that you love, then your work-life balance might need an adjustment. Again, we know money is important. We have to work to earn a living. Uh, but it's important to have some fulfillment in your life. Otherwise, the money will never ultimately mean all that much to you. And the fifth thing is, what would your life look like if everything turned out well, everything turned out perfectly? And hopefully by now you're starting to think about your relationship with money and how that relationship could keep you uh, from getting the most out of your money. Maybe the preconceived notions, the biases, the things that you've carried around with you might be preventing you from getting the most out of your money. Now, the successful retirees that we work with, they don't look back fondly just simply about the amount of money that they made or how much of stuff that they were able to buy, they tell us that their lives turned out well because they were able to use their money to make progress towards major life goals for them and their family. So again, coming back to aligning that purpose with your money, life and wealth coming together to achieve things that are much more important than commas on a balance sheet, uh, You know, setting in place a legacy for a family and using that money as a powerful tool to build a life that they love. So hopefully this is just a couple things that give you uh, you know, some ideas for discussion that, that, that spur on some interesting conversations that you can examine where your relationship with money was developed, how it was developed, and what areas that you can improve upon to have a better relationship with your money so you don't just see it as a commodity, but actually a tool to help you increase your return on life. If you have any questions about how to do that, we would be happy to talk with you. Reach out to me. We're always looking to make sure that people are using their money in a way that improves their quality of life. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you back next week.